Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and in this episode, I want to talk about film festivals, specifically the things that I don't think often get the consideration in various filmmaker discussions. Now, before I fully get into it, though, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already. That way you get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, and I hope it does to you, because there's a lot of great episodes. So, let's get into this. Uh, You know, uh, I should also point out that... By no means am I claiming to be an expert. You have to realize, as a filmmaker, I've my first film festival circuit was during the pandemic, so obviously very different than you know years prior. And in many ways, as we return to quote unquote normalcy, you know things are still up in the air in terms of how festivals operate and and so forth. But you know the the general idea is that you have a film as an indie filmmaker and you submit it to film festivals and you play the film festival circuit, uh, maybe you win some awards, but it gets attention and so forth, right? That's, that's the idea. And there's the various tiers of film festivals in terms of prestige and quality and so forth, right? You got your cons, you got your Sundances, uh, Toronto, Venice, like, you know, the, the creme de la creme, then you got your Tribeca's, your Tellurides, um, and so forth. And then, you know, you just go down the various tiers. And overall, you know, I think it's just great to play a festival in the end um, because it's just a chance to see it with an audience. But the stuff to consider when you're, you know, submitting is a couple of things. Number one, while many festivals say that they accept works in progress, you really want it to be as polished as it can be, as close to the final form as it can be, because they're not going to watch it multiple times. And to that effect, you know, if it looks like it's a poor quality, then, you know, they, unless you're like a, have a big studio behind you, then how are they going to know that, that you're going to deliver a quality product on time? And what I mean by that is, you know, maybe the film's good, but if the sound quality is is bad, you know, the, the color correction's off, things like that, like, it just becomes a lot harder to look at that and be like, okay, cool, let's put this movie in, and then when the time comes, you know, just be bitten by that effect of like, oh, wow, they didn't fix any of that stuff, right? Um, which I know sucks, um, but it's, it's also the reality. And also, it, when... Let's say if there's VFX that you just that aren't in, so you have a lot of placeholders. It's just hard for people to imagine things. So you really want to give it the best shot it has by being as close to final form as it can be. Because again, just people aren't good at you know, like you only get one first impression, right? And it's already difficult to get into a festival as it is. And so the idea that it's not and it's it's a work in progress form it just it's hard for people to watch that no matter how much they say like oh I've seen a rough cut hundreds of times it's just it's just not the same right and in essence the mentality I would approach submissions with is give them every reason not to reject the film 
right? Uh, and so the, the, the more you can have it be in its final form, the better. Now, that's really difficult when you're making a movie and the final deadline for submission is like three, four, sometimes even five months ahead of when the festival is. So in that sense, it's like now you've got to com- like comp- have the movie completed and now you're sitting on it for a bunch of months before it gets into its first festival, right? That's, that's the part about it. And it's understandable in many ways, you know, if you think about it, it's so easy to submit nowadays. And then, you know, if you get hundreds upon hundreds, if not thousands of submissions, you know, how is a small team of, you know, even if you have 10 people, how are they all going to like get through that amount of submissions? Well, you give yourself a few months, right? It just makes sense uh, to be able to pull that off. And so that's the, in, in essence, with festivals, you really have to have that patience because from the time you submit to the time you like start getting in is a while back. And then, you, you know, your, your quote unquote festival circuit, you know, you might've completed the movie a year in advance by the time you actually like wrap out, you know, your perhaps even your first actual festival, <laughs> right? It's, 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 it's kind of crazy in that way. So you have to really consider that side of it of, you know, when is the deadline to submit and when does the festival actually play, right? These are, these are considerations. And, you know, as, as part of that, my recommendation to you is also to submit earlier because as you imagine and, and talking about like the work in progress, everyone wants to submit the best version that they can, well, that, that means more than likely most of these festivals are getting an influx on the final submission date, right? There's, it's, it's almost like college. You have early acceptance, you know, regular deadlines, and then kind of the late applicants. And, you know, the, like, the final people, to, you know, it's going to be a lot harder for them as opposed to, you know, if you submit early, it gives them... There's not a lot of submissions, one would imagine, uh, most of the time. And so they have a chance to actually see your movie. And it allows them to really marinate it and like, okay, cool. Yeah, we can, we can accept this movie as opposed to like being in the, in the final deadline where truthfully, who knows if they'll actually have an opportunity to watch your movie, right? Just being frank with you. And so that's something else to consider is, you know, the deadlines of when you submit and the, and the dates and so forth, right? The other thing, you know, in many ways, it's a numbers game where obviously the more festivals you apply to, the higher your chances. Uh, not necessarily guaranteed. I mean, there's certainly movies that can apply for five festivals and get into all five. Um, but just, you know, mathematics being mathematics, the more you apply, the, the higher chance you get have to to get in the more festivals that you'll be a part of. The thing you have to keep in mind, again, going back to the idea of dates, is when is the actual festival and when you actually get notified of if you're accepted or not. Because the thing of it is, a a lot of festivals want some sort of premiere status. And this can boil down to a number of ways, right? The, The more prestigious ones, 
would want like a worldwide premiere, uh, maybe at least a North American premiere, and it, it can shrink from there depending on the size of the festival, you know. And some festivals are totally cool with as long as you meet all the other criteria. It doesn't matter, uh, you, you know, if there is a premiere status or not. As long as generally most festivals have like this. This thing that it just can't have been broadcast on TV or in a theater before the festival, right? Like for public, public consumption. So generally that's it. But, you know, when submitting, read the terms and conditions. As you should with all things in life, but, you know, for festivals, that's what you're really looking out for. And, you know, the thing of it is, in terms of the numbers game that I was mentioning... Yes, you want to apply to as many as you can in that sense because it gets you into possibly more. But as that starts to happen, then, you know, you have to be careful of any festivals that preclude you from playing another festival. Meaning if, you know, there's one that you really want to get into, but there's another one that's a little bit smaller scale that comes up before, well, you kind of have to withdraw from the smaller scale one if you hope to get into the big one. And of course, in a perfect world, you would kind of get the acceptance or rejection, you know, relatively in the same time frame. But again, you know, these these deadlines and so forth are, are arbitrary. You know, they're dictated by the festivals. And so, you know, it it's not uncommon for sometimes there are smaller festivals that, you know, there could be one let's say three months from now in terms of their, their date. Uh, and, you know, you can submit pretty much within two months and then you'll get notified um, three weeks in advance or something like that, right? Um, and, you know, there might be another festival that, that you really want to, that's like the, the higher tier festival that's like, uh, six months in advance and you won't find out, find out until five months, right? And so you're caught in this sort of limbo of, okay, I got into this f- festival. I don't know about, you know, the one that we would love, love to play. And so, you know, do you take the bird in the hand sort of thing or do you hold out for the other one not knowing if you're going to get accepted or rejected? So it's a difficult game to play in that regard, right? And it's very difficult to time that out. I mean, I mean, it's not not saying it's impossible, but uh, you know, certainly it, it, I would love to meet that person that was able to like time it out and um, in that way. But yeah, you just kind of there's no per, there's no perfect roadmap to a lot of this, um, at least as I see it. You know, I mean, certainly listen. There are, there are experts in terms of the festival circuit that, that coach this stuff. Um, I'm just talking from my experience and my observations of all of this. Um, but these are just considerations to go into your festival strategy, regardless of if you're just kind of, you know, doing it on your own and trying to create the best festival circuit you possibly can or are, you know, planning it out with somebody who is an expert, right? Uh, then the other thing is just cost, right? Uh, you know, it's it's always interesting how many festivals <laughs> are generally playing at the same exact time, 
And the reason I raised cost into this is because, number one, it costs money to, to submit, right? Regardless of whether or not you get in, there's, there's a fee involved. And the more festivals you apply to, the higher the cost, right? It adds up. The, the secondary part of this is, you know, you want to be there. You just do. And, and for various festivals, it's actually a requirement for you to show up. And sometimes it can be like, hey, we really want a director and an actor at least to, to show up. So there's the travel cost, right, of, of being there. And lumped together with the timing aspect of it, you know, you have to also consider, again, there's some festivals that generally play around the same time. So, you know, you might be you know, on the 23rd of the month at one place. And then all of a sudden on the 25th, you have to be in a different part of the country or perhaps the world to play another festival. So there's a lot, you know, that, that, that has to be factored in too. Like, can you, can you afford that? Can you even feasibly do that with travel scheduling and so forth? Uh, so this is a lot, right, to, to really consider in that way. Also, you know, when, when submitting to international festivals, I, I, I doubt that this is a major thing for many of you, but something still, you know, I'm just making sure you have subtitles and things of that nature, right? Um, that's a key component of it too. And then, you know, as far as the going back to the idea of the timing and, and sometimes festivals being all lumped together, you know, you also have to make sure like that if you're stacked together, maybe you're, you're sort of sending one DPC um, to a theater, and normally that could work out fine if it was spread out, DPC being the digital cinema package that, that they would need. Generally, that's what most festivals require. Well, if you're, you're stacked up from like, you know, separated by two days, you know, having a festival every two days, well, you might have to now ship multiple DPCs, which adds to the cost. So, you know, I'm not saying any of this to scare you off, uh, that's certainly not what the intention is for. In fact, in an odd way, I'm trying to inspire you just to have some intention behind it, have some, you know, really give it the thought and things like that. And also just at the end of the day, whatever festival you play, it's fantastic, right? Don't take that away from yourself. That's that's the beautiful part about all this. Um, but the more we know, the more we're armed with, the better we can do. Right, and so that is the purpose of this, and also, I mean, selfishly too, like I opened up with, these are some of the things that I don't hear much discussed, um, probably because there are people with this knowledge that are that are experts, and you know they want to be paid for this type of service, um, and I understand that, so the information isn't going to be just fully readily available um, to a certain extent, but perhaps by posing some of these questions. Um, you know, we can all start to comment and, and, and share our various experiences and insights um, about all this stuff and, and formulate, you know, better, better know-how, right? Ask better questions, get better answers. And so that's part of what I'm trying to do with this, right? So please comment down below, hit me up on social media at PhilSvitek. Would love to discuss this with you, you know, and hear uh, how you're thinking about all these various things. Uh, also, if 
you know, I wouldn't say I'm the expert in this, but I am very knowledgeable in other areas, as hopefully you've seen from the plethora of videos and episodes that I have to offer. Check those out if you haven't. Um, and if you think that I can be a benefit to you, but can't afford my coaching directly, well, that's what my Patreon page is for, patreon.com slash philsvitek. Uh, there's various tiers where we can interact and I can help you more directly. Likewise, I've been you know, talking about my own experiences. Well, yes, I have, I have movies out, I have books out, uh, there's merchandise and all that good stuff. So that is available to purchase. Uh, doing so supports this because, you know, the more I get to do that, well, I learn lessons and I get to share them with you right here for free, right? That's the beauty of all of it. Um, and it just feels good knowing that people appreciate my art, right? So thank you so much. I appreciate you and I hope to see you next time.